Hey there, everybody. This is Jill, your host here at the Pickle Jar Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Before we get started with this episode of Pickle Juice, which is a little update about what's going on in my world, living with Addison's disease, adrenal insufficiency, I wanted to remind you that you can go to my YouTube channel, Chronically Fit Canada, and view the episode. So if you want to watch a video of the podcast, feel free to go there and check it out. And there's a lot of other cool stuff there. I got some yoga classes and different things like that, stability ball demonstration. So if you're interested in something like that, you can check that out while you're there as well. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you at the end of the episode, um, the tools that I use to get through those low cortisol days and some of the improvements I've seen in the first 20 days of January. And I have some cool things that kind of happened with my daughter this week too, um, in relation to my Addison's disease too, that I want to share with you as well. So but let's get started with the update of what's been going on in my world. So like everybody, come January, we all, it, you know, it's the traditional time of year to set goals. We're coming off that excitement and the exhaustion of Christmas. And we're going into, well, I live in Southern Ontario. So we're going into that blah, blah time of year. We're not getting a lot of sun and the weather is cold. It's rainy. It's damp. Um, it's just kind of unpredictable and it's just not, it's just not a happy place to be right now living in uh, Southern Ontario. It's really, really dreary, which really brings down your mood. Um, and we know living with Addison's disease, any change into our schedule, whether it's happy, sad, um, you know, people always say, you know, don't stress. Well, everything that we do having Addison's disease is stressful on our bodies and it changes our meds and the amount of meds that I have available in my body to function. So as soon as that changes, um, I'm going to hit low cortisol days. So I've been working out, I've been gently easing into my workouts because I know that's very important with Addison's disease. I've done it before. I've done too much too fast and the results are detrimental and I have to be very cautious. So I'm trying to build that muscle back. I have goals. I'm determined and I am focused to get back my strength. So with that being said, with the workouts I have been doing, my muscles have been sore. It has felt great to move. I have felt the movement has given me more energy throughout the day. So when I have more energy throughout the day, I'm using more meds and it's caused some very serious lows that I've had. So, so what has happened on those low days? Um, they've been I'll be honest, they've been absolutely terrible. Um, I've gotten to the point where I'm crawling on the floor to get things done. My mindset on those days goes extremely negative. I see, I think of all the things that I want to accomplish in my life, all the things that I want to do. And I feel like I'm never going to be able to do them. Um, I feel like I'm a failure to my family, a failure to my kids. Um, I'm depressed. I'm angry. There's just so many emotions, but at the same time, I feel so empty and so lifeless. Um, and I actually get, I got to the point, you know, I've had two really low, low days this past week. And I get to the point where I'm so empty inside and I feel so lifeless. The thoughts that actually go through my head is that I just want to let go. I feel like I'm so close honestly, to death, to just not existing. And I already feel like I don't exist. That it's just, you know, I just got to cross that line. And when I do, it's like, as if I 
think life is going to come back to me if I cross that line. And this week, I definitely crossed the part of rational thinking where I lost my rational brain. I mean, I've been on this path for 12 years. I know, I know my stuff. I know I am knowledgeable. I know how to run this illness, but there's a point where I cross where it's like my brain doesn't function anymore. And I can't make that rational decision to take extra medication, even though I know that is exactly what I need. Now, um, I also wanted to share with you a friend um, that I have who has Addison's disease that um, lives locally that, you know, that we're friends. And she, she found me on um, Facebook. I was advertising some of my fitness classes um, a couple of years ago. And she sent me a message saying she wanted to come to my semi-private training. And so I went through my traditional questions with her of, you know, do you have any medical conditions, anything I need to know about? And she mentioned she had Addison's disease. So my reply was back, oh, so is that why you're interested in training with me? Because you know, I have Addison's disease as well. And she had no clue that I had Addison's disease. So it was a great friendship and a great bonding experience because when she was here working out, you know, she knew I could sympathize with how she was feeling. And I wanted to share with you um, one night she was here working out with another lady and she was sitting on a bench and all of a sudden I looked at her and she had that blank stare in her eyes that honestly, it just broke my heart because I knew that stare, I knew how it feels, and I knew exactly what was going on. And I asked her, I'm like, are you okay? And all she had to say was, I'm done. And she had that tone in her voice, that empty tone. She just went, I'm done. And I'm like, okay, are you okay? Like, are, what do you need? Do you need hydrocortisone? I can go get you my hydrocortisone. Do you need salt? Do you need some sugar? What do you need? She's like, no, I'll be okay. I just want to go home. And the girl that she was working out with was like, like, what, what's going on? Like, what's wrong with her? Like she could see the emptiness inside of her. And I said, I go, that's what happens when you have Addison's disease. I go, you're, you seem to be okay. And we can push through so much. We learn to go, we learn to keep moving. We, this is our normal to push through low cortisol and keep functioning. And then all of a sudden you cross a line and she crossed that line and the light switch went out, the lights went out and I could tell those lights were out and I could just see that emptiness. And she, I asked her, I'm like, are you okay to get home? And she's like, yep, I'm okay to get home. I've drove like this a million times. And I knew she was okay to get home because um, I trusted her. I knew she was very knowledgeable in her illness. And I know I've drove that path a million times as well to being in low cortisol. Um, but I think if you're listening to this and you have adrenal insufficiency, you know what it's like when we cross that line and those lights go out and all of a sudden every cell in your body just can't seem to function. I feel like I'm looking straight ahead and I don't even have the strength to move my eyes side to side anymore. The other night I was so low, I was laying in bed and, you know, we use the terms like I'm tired, I'm going to go to bed. You know, people say go rest and I'm sitting up in bed and my kids are coming in and talking to me and I don't even have the strength to look at them. Um, my eyes keep closing and it's not because I'm tired. It's because I don't have the strength to keep them open. And it's so hard to explain what it's like just to have your eyes close. Um, and as awful as it sounds, but for me, if, if 
it feels like kind of like death. Like, I'm just like, there's nothing there. There, there's no movement. There's no, there's no life force anymore inside of me. So the other, the other morning, what did I do? What was, what is my toolbox of recovery of getting through those moments? And one of my toolboxes is I know I got to the point where I knew if I didn't get better, it was going to be a trip to the ER. I was getting to that point that I had to either pull myself out of this or it was time to go to the ER and get some IV steroids. And I sent uh, my friend uh, Madison a message. She's my my go-to girl in those moments. And she always talks me through it. And we decided to, because I have, my doctor's given me a prescription of prednisone to keep on hand. Um, I use the infusion pump and that has solucortef in it. So I had that going through me. I had already updosed. I prefer updosing on tablets. So I had already updosed five milligrams in the morning and I could feel that little bit of a perk coming in. I could feel that coming back into my system. And then, so Madison and I together decided, well, um, I decided I was going to take prednisone because it lasts longer in my system. I thought I had a really bad crisis in June and prednisone for me, treating it with prednisone was like my wonder drug. It really made a difference for me. So we took five milligrams. I took five milligrams of prednisone and I took another 10 milligrams of hydrocortisone to get that instant rush. And, you know, within three, four hours, I could really feel myself pulling out of it. And it's, and it's amazing when you feel life coming back into your body. It's like, it's heartbreaking. It really, really is. But it's exciting at the same moment when you feel like I'm coming back, I'm coming back. But it's so sad to think that I was gone. Um, and it's in those moments when I'm gone. Like I said, I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I'm failing this podcast. I have so many goals. I have so many things that I want to do. I feel like I'm failing at life and I'm no, never going to get there. And then all of a sudden the lights come back on. And I go back to full speed. And the problem is when my lights come back on, I go back to full speed. So it's a blessing and a curse. I go back at trying to get things done, trying to get things accomplished. I feel great. I'm trying to take advantage of the moment as best as I can. And then when I've gone through those extremes, it just pushes me back down. So I know, I know it's going to come again. I'm kind of, um, you know, I'm feeling really great today and, I know probably tomorrow, tomorrow might not be the best day. So I got to be ready and I got to improve today so that I can fight harder tomorrow. Um, another thing that I do when I'm in those moments, I really try really, really hard to find with all the negativity and everything that's floating in my head. I really try to find that little voice still. I'm still in there someplace and I try to remind myself to find that voice and to be strong and try to think of all the positive things that are in my life. Um, and I just keep telling myself, even though I feel like I'm losing, if I make it to tomorrow, I win. I beat Addison's disease if I make it to tomorrow and I learn from this and I come back stronger. Um, and another thing I've been doing because this podcast has been so great and I so appreciate everyone reaching out to me and telling me, how the podcasts have validated their experience and, and how much they appreciate, you know, me sharing what I'm going through. I do. I lay there and I think of you guys and I think I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone because they've reached out to me and they say, you know what? I know how you feel. And that is so, so important when we're in those moments to remember that we're not alone. Um, 
And I really try to think about these lows have been <laughs> because I've been trying to accomplish goals. I've been trying to make my body stronger. I've been trying to do all these positive things and I get knocked down. So I lay there and I thought about all the positive things that I've done in the last 20 days, the first 20 days of 2023, everything that I've accomplished, everything that I've pushed for, I've gotten workouts in, I've done yoga, my body feels better, I can actually feel my body getting stronger, I can feel that muscle coming back. And that's what I need. That's my fight. So I think in the first 20 days, if I've accomplished this, what am I going to accomplish in the next 20? Yeah, I'm going to hit some lows. And you know, what? I'm going to take them. I'm going to be ready and I'm going to take them because I can already feel the strength coming back. I'm eating better. Um, I can feel that nutrition coming in. I've, I've had a wound that since October hasn't been able to heal. And my eating in October and in November and then through Christmas was not ideal. Now that I have that eating back on track, that wound started to heal. And I had a rash that I had all over Christmas. And I really feel that it's triggered by my nutrition and poor poor nutrition and inflammation in my body, all that's starting to improve. And I can feel my strength coming back. So that's my motivation. I know there's positive things going and I'm going to keep going because I'm not going to give in to Addison's disease. I'm going to fight through those low days and I'm going to learn every time to come back stronger. So one thing that I do try to do because my anxiety goes up really, really high when I'm extremely low in cortisol Sometimes music helps. So I shut off the TV and I, I put music on that seems to, to help. Um, I try to stay off of social media because, because I mean, that's the easy thing to do when you're low and you're laying in bed. Pretty much the only thing I can do is stare at a computer screen. But the problem is when I, when I get on social media, I see all these things going on in people's lives. That's what social media is. Most people post positive things. And I feel like I'm never going to accomplish those goals. Look at those people living their lives. And here I am again again, laying in bed, drained and taken down by low cortisol. Um, so I try to stay off of social media and I tried to find, kept telling myself, what can I do now? What can I do now to make myself feel better? Try not to worry about tomorrow because I get worried and anxious about the days coming up. Cause I'm like, Oh, all these things I'm getting behind. How am I going to get caught up? And that's going to cause low cortisol. And I said, no, what can I do now? So some of the things I did when I was really low because I'm stubborn and I usually don't sit still, you know, I did little things. There were some blankets that needed to be folded. Um, I organized some things on the back of my bathroom door, a drawer, just little, very simple things that I could do that weren't going to burn a lot of cortisol, but was going to help me organize my life and still make me feel like I was being ac accomplishing something. So that's kind of what I did. Um, cleaning up my emails and the, the photos on my phone, deleting stuff like that. You know, that's little things that I can do that. And again, when I'm, I'm back to normal and back to 150% speed, like I usually go at, um, those little things make me function better on good days. So that's really, really important for me to do. Um, so those are some of the tools that I use to get through those really, really lows that I've had this week. Um, I wanted to share with you too, um, some things that my daughter said this week to me, which I thought was really great. Um, I started watching a th thing on Netflix the other day and it was called fall. And I watched, she was in the room and I watched like the first five minutes and um, I instantly turned it off because it was about somebody falling off a cliff. And I knew emotionally I didn't, it, it wasn't a movie I was in the mood for. I wanted something happy and something um, 
a little bit different and she started watching it with her boyfriend and I get a text from her saying mom you better not watch this movie she's like it's so intense you are going to need extra meds to do this and I just thought it was great that she recognized that um stuff like that is draining on me emotional stress I think isn't recognized enough for us with adrenal insufficiency how much it affects us and I talk to you guys all the time and it seems to be so common that we say, yes, emotional stress affects our cortisol level. So I have to be very cautious. I don't go to the movie theater very much because the lights, you know, just the excitement of going in the sound, the everything, the screen, everything's so stimulating. It actually drives my cortisol down. I actually have to updose to go to the movies. And then if you add in, um, an intense movie, any type of movie, if it's good movie, it's, it's exciting, whatever it is, it's going to burn my cortisol. And if it makes me cry, crying for me is absolutely so draining. I have actually learned how to shut off my crying. So when I get upset, I just, I know I have to stop because it drains my cortisol so, so badly. So, but I thought it was really great that she recognized that this is something for mom that is going to affect her Addison's disease and she needs to be cautious if she wants to watch this. Um, she also noticed the other day uh, when I took my extra meds, the, the prednisone and the hydrocortisone, um, a few hours later, she kind of looked at me and she's like, oh, she's like, you're coming back to life. But it was great that she recognized that, you know, there, it's not my fault. Okay. It's, it's, it's part of the illness. And that this is part of my life. And it was just very, for me, it was very positive and reinforcing um, for her to validate that for me because it encouraged me to do it. It made me feel like when I'm in those lows that she does understand my kids, my family, the people who love me do understand that it's the illness and that I don't want to be there. I don't want to feel like that. And that I wish I had the tools to figure out exactly what I need to pull out of that situation as quickly as possible. Um, so I wanted to finish today with a couple things with, first of all, I want to start doing some more Facebook lives with the pickle party. So, um, we've been doing them through zoom, but I think it's going to be more effective through Facebook live and I can get the information out there. So in the show notes, I'm going to put the link to the Facebook, uh, page for the pickle jar podcast. And if you want to like that page, then you're going to be notified when we do a pickle party and a pickle party is just when whoever can make it, we log in and we chat. Okay. We just connect. And that's so important for us to come together as a community here and to share our stories. And it's just another opportunity for us to do that. And I wanted to, one of the episodes I've had the most feedback from, I get messages almost every week about this episode that I did. It was episode five. It's called loving somebody with low cortisol. And I get messages from, from you guys saying, you know, I cried listening to that because you put into words how I feel. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back to episode five. And that's also the most popular episode that I hear people say, you know, I want my husband to listen to it. I want my family to listen to it. I need them to try to understand exactly how I feel in that moment. So it's just me sharing how I feel when I have low cortisol and trying to just my best to express it. So I wanted to finish today's episode with a quote that I really like from Tony Robbins that I found the other day. And I just want you to, actually, I just thought of something else I wanted to mention. Okay, before I get to the quote, 
Um, I already mentioned some of the things that I say to myself is what can I do now? So use that. So to me, that's something very important, very effective for me. That's one of the biggest tools that I have right now. What can I do now? What can I do in this moment? Trying to keep myself in the present moment. Something else I really try to do is I try to take as many negative words out of my vocabulary now as possible. And one thing that we often hear right now is people saying, it's okay not to be okay. And I completely get that statement. It is okay not to be okay. But it uses the words not okay. And for me personally, that reinforces to me, I'm not okay. You know, I might, but I am okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with me. I have adrenal insufficiency. To me, that's a message to myself of all the other negatives that are going in my life. And that's how I personally take it. So I try to repeat just, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm okay. And then get into all those positive things I talked about that are going into your life. All the things that you have accomplished, all the positive people, all the positive things you do, just repeat those things over and over to yourself. So I use the words right now, what can I do now? And I'm okay. Um, So let's finish with that quote from Tony Robbins. Um, And I absolutely love it. And it's stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited about what could go right. So in those moments, we know what can go wrong. We know our reality. But if we start focusing on the things that can go right, this podcast coming together as a community, there's so many things that we can be empowered about. There's so many things that we can do. There's so many things I can do to take control of my life. If I focus on those, my world will change. My quality of life will change. So thank you again for joining me for another episode here in the pickle jar. And until next time, please be well, my pickles.